Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello and welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. My name is Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer, and in today's episode, we will continue our discussion of the Beatitudes, as Jesus taught in his famous Sermon on the Mount. In review, the Beatitudes are really the guidelines or bylaws for operating in life from a kingdom perspective. To truly live out our citizenship of being already seated in heavenly places here on the earth. That we as Jesus followers could be an example of who God is, demonstrating the love of Jesus to others through our daily interactions with them. Today's beatitude is blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons and daughters of God. In order to understand the deeper meaning of this verse, we must once again reflect on how God's kingdom is unlike our typical understanding through a worldly, rational perspective. In the world, if you would ask people to define peace, they would say it is an absence of chaos or personal turmoil. Perhaps it's a lack of war or interpersonal conflict. And most people would say they are just searching for peace and rarely find it, only experiencing a moment here or there in which they could admit they feel calm and have peace. Most people wouldn't even be able to describe what peace is to them. Would they say it is a feeling or an environment? Is it possible to possess peace in the midst of a non-peaceful situation? To understand what Jesus is saying in this beatitude, we must start with his definition of peace, found in John fourteen twenty-seven: Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. The peace Jesus is talking about is special because it is something that does not come and go like the world's peace. It is not based on circumstances or feelings. It is based on trust, knowing that Jesus died to set you free from sin and through his resurrection gives you life everlasting. This is the peace he came to give. And that kind of peace cannot be stolen away from you. And if you learn to abide in him and deepen your trust in his promises to love you, protect you, and establish you in the ways he deemed for your life, then you will truly have nothing to fear and embrace the kind of peace the citizens of heaven are to walk in. A section of scripture I taught from a lot as a mental health professional was Ephesians 6, 10 through 25. It so powerfully describes that our battle here on the earth is not with other people, rather with the evil spiritual forces in Satan's dark army. And the majority of our issues in this life will flow from the level to which we allow these demonic influences to permeate our minds and hearts. And in Ephesians, Paul is trying to teach us that God equipped each believer to be successful, victorious in fact, in this battle by providing us with mighty spiritual weapons, all based in Jesus. And one of those weapons are shoes that we are to walk in, ready for anything in life, because of the gospel of peace. In other words, when you embrace, accept, 
and understand the true gospel message that Jesus died for your sins. And if you accept his gift of sacrifice, your debt has been paid. You are no longer a slave to sin and death, and you have eternal life through his resurrection. Through this truth, no weapon formed against you will prosper. No evil spirit has authority or dominion over you. No man of this world or demon of the spirit realm can take your life, as you are already seated in heavenly places. If you can remember all that the gospel truly entails, you will walk in steadfast peace every day of your life. So now let's go back to today's verse. Blessed are those who are peacemakers. View peace as I just described. Jesus is not saying you are to go out into the world and try to calm people down or to be a referee in conflict. He did not even intend for Christians to be the one to stop wars or fighting in their local communities. This is not the kind of peace Jesus came to bring. In fact, in many ways, Jesus started more conflict than he solved. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus said his life and the truth of the gospel would actually bring division, even within families, because of the radical faith it stirs up in some, leaving others hostile toward their own family members as they reject Christ as the Savior. When Jesus says, blessed are those who are peacemakers, he was saying that as believers, we are to go and bring the gospel of peace to the rest of the world, that we would be a testimony of what true faith looks like to others, displaying peace in our minds and in our actions, bringing a spirit of peace and trust in the Lord into every atmosphere, literally making peace through the demonstration of our surrendered lives and committed faith in Jesus. And the spiritual blessing for that, for those who demonstrate this peace, is that they will be called sons and daughters of God, living life with a type of peace and assurance that is unlike those who do not have faith in Christ should be the most evident way to be identified as a Christian. Peace should be our calling card. If someone cannot recognize us as followers of Jesus by our peace, perhaps we need to reevaluate our relationship with him and our understanding of the gospel message. As a professional counselor, I've heard the stories of many Christians' fears, worries, confessions of anger and resentments, beyond what most people would want to admit or believe to be true about those who claim to have faith. But the truth is, we can all feel shaken from time to time. Life circumstances can be difficult and downright scary. Whether it's just raising children and all the fears and worries that come with trying to bring them up right, or whether it's a marriage on the brink of divorce. Perhaps it's a recent diagnosis that causes you or a loved one to question if life will ever be the same. However Satan and his evil army are trying to steal your shoes of peace, we must stand firm in the truth and knowledge of the gospel. And if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are saved, healed, and delivered in that moment. Now your challenge is to live from that truth day in and day out. What if we would use the imagery of Ephesians 6 in those difficult life moments, during the emotional waves of fear, anger, or doubt, to ground ourselves 
in those shoes of peace. When Paul wrote Ephesians chapter 6, he very strategically used the armor of a Roman soldier at that time. Not only would this be an image the Gentiles he was preaching to could easily understand, but it perfectly correlated to how God would want his soldiers to dress for battle in the spiritual realm. And if we saw the shoes of a Roman soldier in biblical times, we would know they were strapped on. These were not shoes that would easily come off, and they would actually have little spikes on the bottom so that the soldiers could be steadfast in their stance and fighting position despite any difficult types of terrain they might be walking on. Now let's use that picture, that image, for how we are to wear these shoes, our spiritual weapon of being ready at all times, firmly grounded and planted in the peace found in the truth of the gospel. Kind of gives peace a whole new meaning. Jesus gave the instruction to his disciples when he first started to send them out to spread the good news that when they would enter a house to leave their peace, and if those who live there rejected them, to take their peace with them again and to shake the dust off their shoes as they leave. This would be his advice to us today as well. We are called to bring our peace wherever we go and share it with others. But if they reject us, if they reject the truth of the reason we have peace and that the only way to establish and live in peace is to have the one true peacemaker come to live on the inside of you, then we are to simply leave and take our peace with us, not allowing their words, judgments, or rejections affect us. This is the definition of being peacemakers. We cannot lose our peace as long as we keep our minds and hearts connected to Jesus and the truth found in God's word. And we also cannot control those who choose to reject the peace we try to share with them. And if that is the case, move along and do not make it your concern any longer. And what does this mean for the world we live in today? That it literally is a time of war. And not just military war, but relational and cultural wars. The same is true for us, as it was for Jesus. We are here to bring the good news to those around us, to the ends of the earth. And that mission does not always bring the type of calming peace the world would describe. It may cause division, may cause anger, and perhaps even persecution which I will be discussing next week as we wrap up our discussion of the Beatitudes. Jesus did not come to bring peace as the world views peace. He actually came to start a revolution. And although these seem like some big shoes to fill, we are his disciples. And it is our ongoing assignment to do the same, to continue to overthrow the thoughts, teachings, and systems of our current world and seek to operate from our kingdom citizenship to be peacemakers, gospel bringers, wherever we go. If you'd like to learn more about how to live from this spiritual perspective, be sure to check out my book, It's Time for Revolution. It's available on my website, kingdommindset.global, or on Amazon. I pray that you continue to press into these Beatitudes and ask the Holy Spirit to make them real and tangible in your life today. You have been called, redeemed, and anointed for such a time as this. Pursue your kingdom assignment and be steadfast in the truth 
and peace found in the revelation of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Join me next week as I wrap up this season on kingdom culture with the final beatitude. I hope you're not only enjoying the show, but also learning how to increase in wisdom and in your relationship with the Lord. I encourage you to subscribe to the show, share it with a friend, and leave me a review if you would be so kind. I'm really excited about season three as I will continue to give insights and practical skills to training your mind to think from a biblical perspective. Always. Your kingdom destiny awaits. And it all begins with a mindset. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would invite you to subscribe to the show and share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.